When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast on a Friday. My name is Chris Plank. We have a lot to get to on the show today. Jessica Cootie sat down with OU golfer Quade Cummings. We'll get you the latest on how things are going in the uh, quarantine slash COVID-19 world for OU men's golf after their season was cut short. And what a fun debate we have on the audio version of our new TV show, Sooner Sound Off. We're debating the greatest single-game performance in OU football history. Now, you could probably do uh, a 24-hour long show and have a panel of 30 people and not come to a consensus on what was the greatest single-game performance. And each of those 30 people could probably debate a different performance. That's just how incredible some of these individual numbers and game performances have been in Sooner football history. But uh, I'd love to hear your take on the three individual efforts they debated chad mckee went with the 1979 performance by billy sims against nebraska toby went with samaj p ryan's record-setting day against kansas and jessica cootie went with baker mayfield on the road in lubbock against texas tech so give it a listen would love to hear from you on twitter at ou on the air that's at ou on the air which side you're going with who you think got it right. I didn't get to debate this week. I actually got to host, which was kind of cool. So I chose. You'll see who I chose. And you tell me if you agree with me at OU on the air. The Sooner Sports Podcast is brought to you on this Friday by AT&T. AT&T is America's best network. Metroplex Electric, we can be your electrician. Hey, if you're interested in taking your passion for OU athletics to a new level, 
Experience the best game day experience while supporting scholarships for nearly 600 student-athletes by joining the Sooner Club today. There's customizable options available by calling 405-325-8000. That's 405-325-8000. And the Sooner Sports Podcast is presented in part by OG&E. OG&E is power at the speed of life. Let's get rolling, shall we? Talking a little golf. The season was cut short, but Jessica Cootie caught up with one of the standouts who spotlights this Sooner Sports Podcast. It's Cootie and Quade Cummings. Okay, Quade, take me through the emotion of, you know, when the season ended and kind of waiting around, and then when you get word that you guys are going to get eligibility back for this season. Yeah. um, So I was actually playing in a – Canadian Tour qualifier planning to go pro after the season was over and me and Garrett Reban were both playing in it and I think it happened that uh, we got word of a tournament getting canceled on spring break and then we're like oh like you know might just be only one tournament and then the next day <laughs> NCAA came out and said they canceled the rest of the season and uh, I think we handled it pretty good because uh we still we were playing a tournament at the time it didn't really hit us until after the tournament when we came back home and had a team meeting about uh how the season was just basically over and everybody just kind of got sent home uh on spring break and it was it was definitely challenging knowing that you know thinking that you know our last tournament was you know, a couple weeks ago, we didn't even really realize that it was our last tournament. And then when they came out and said that we could come back, uh, you know, it was kind of it was kind of a weird situation knowing that, you know, I could be on the team that coach really wasn't planning for. And uh, it kind of threw everybody off a little bit, I think. But uh, I'm going to come back, and uh, I think – everybody will accept me back. I don't think there will be any, you know, conflict with that. And uh, I'm just really excited to come back and, you know, hopefully in my career on a good note. What went into that decision to come back? Because you you very easily could have gone pro and uh, turned pro, but why come back and play another year with Oklahoma? Yeah. um, My – me, coach – and coach bill we kind of went through it and kind of thought of the positives and negatives of turning pro and you know the positives would be i could play in canada because like we me and reban both qualified to go to canada and then kind of i didn't really make the decision right when they came out with it i kind of i probably two weeks went by and uh but the negatives of turning pro outweighed the positives because uh you know there's not going to be any sponsor money because all the companies are shut down there's not going to be really it's just going to be like you're paying your own way to play pro golf and pro golf is very expensive uh much more expensive than amateur golf and uh you know I just thought that if I come back I can kind of build on my ranking and you know hopefully the team can be just as good as we were this year, maybe even better. And I just think that, uh, you know, turning pro next year would be much more beneficial than leaving and not really knowing 
if I'm going to get to play pro golf because there's been talks of uh, some of the tours may not even get to play the rest of the year. So, and I think that Canada might be one of those. So if I did go pro, I might not even get to play pro golf until next year. What can you talked about this team and how good they could be? You guys, what finished the fall with the number one ranking, top ranked, one of the top ranked teams in the country. What yeah. can this team do when you come back? And then what can you do personally? Do you feel like? Um, uh, as a team, I don't really know if all the guys really expected us to be number one. I don't know if they. Uh, really planned for us to be number one. I know that the older guys knew we could do that. And maybe the younger guys weren't really expecting to have such good of a start to the year. And uh, I think coming back next year, everybody's going to, well, besides the incoming freshman, I think everybody's going to know how we kind of do things and uh, expect to, you know, be as good as we were, and if not better. And uh, personally, I think that uh, I've been improving over the last, you know, few years that I've been on the team and, uh, you know, just being able to build on past experiences, you know, getting to see a lot of the tournaments next year, we're are going to be new tournaments. So it's going to be kind of different because uh, most of the tournaments we play in, you know, I've played in them three or four times in a row. So I know the course and stuff like that, which, experience does help with that and uh going to new tournaments I think it'll be a little different but we're also used to seeing new places like that what part of your game needs to improve to improve that ranking to be a better pro when you do go that direction yeah um you know a lot of people think that the pros are just you know head and shoulders above everybody else but coach always tells us that um you know we can compete with those guys their strong suits, uh, they're basically just – their weaknesses are basically just better than our weaknesses, you know. Uh, their their mishit shots are better than our mishit shots. So, um, just improving on, you know, overall game. I think, you know, when we're playing our best, we can compete with the guys on tour. But it's when we're not playing our best is when the guys on tour kind of, you know – get distant on us and make up ground and uh this next year I'm it's definitely gonna feel like I am a pro golfer playing on a college team I think you talked about that mentality that um coach Hibble talked about and he is a blue collar guy you know I think most people know that that's kind of how his program has built yeah. the four years that you've been here five years and then going into a, another one how much does that fit your guy, your game and your style, kind of the way his philosophy and the way he kind of approaches being out on the golf course? Yeah, um, I think Coach Hibble takes pride in developing guys. You know, he, you know, he gets good recruits, but I feel like they always leave OU better than when they showed up. And I think he takes all the pride in being able to show the country how he can develop his players and how deep his team is when you know when we show up on campus we might not be ready to play but you know by our second third fourth year um we're developed into really good golfers and uh you know I expect to keep doing that in this next year for myself 
you know, he recently did an interview and he was, you know, talking so highly of, of coaching you and hoping that he could coach another Quade Cummins. What has it meant to you to play for him and how has your relationship really developed throughout the years? Yeah. Um, you know, I told coach and Bill in our end of the year meeting that they changed my life. Um, you know, they didn't have to do the things that they did because when I showed up on school, I was, you know, bottom of the barrel on the team. Um, I knew my good golf could play with those guys, but my bad golf wasn't really competing. And they just stayed with me the whole time and, you know, really made me believe in myself. And, you know, it's carried on. Uh, you know, I didn't really play for two and a half years. And uh, the last you know, two and a half years, I've basically played every tournament. And it's just because they, they believe in me and it makes myself believe in, in my game and stuff like that. And uh, I think that's why Coach Hibble is such a great coach. He gets his guys on board with what's going on. He makes them believe. And you just have to put the work in and, you know, you'll see results. That's awesome. Hey, you were also recently named an All-American. Speaking of you and Garrett, were the first two All-Americans, first team All-Americans for Coach Hibble. What did that yeah. honor mean to you? I know you would have preferred for it to be able to play out and earn it that way, but to, to get that yeah. honor and to be first in this program, how special is that for you guys? Um, it's, it's very special. You know, when you think of the guys Coach Hibble's coached, um, I think he's had – he has two players on the PGA Tour right now, and he has, you know, a handful of guys on the Corn Ferry Tour. And knowing that me and Reband did something that none of those guys have done, uh, it's very, very special. Just, uh, you know, being able to compare, you know, older guys to the guys on our team now. It's just, it's because, you know, we, when we're coming in school, we look up to those guys and, you know, before you know it, like we're doing the things that they've done and sometimes, you know, winning big 12s, winning a national championship, you know, some, some things that nobody will ever do. Uh, it's very special to be able to say that kind of, kind of things. Man, good stuff. Still heartbroken for the end of spring sports, but I mean, a bright future ahead for OU golf, bright future ahead for Quade coming. Say, before we get to the Sooner Sound Off show, it's time to add some boneless swings to your Wingstop delivery order. It's available in any of their 11 mouth-watering flavors. So go ahead and crush those spicy, saucy, sweet, and sassy cravings. Go to wingstop.com now and get delivery to your door. Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Norman Regional Health System is here for you during the coronavirus pandemic. Learn about its response at normanregional.com. Jason's Deli, one of my faves, open from 10A to 9P at 950 Ed Noble Parkway in Norman for curbside pickup. Order Jason's Deli online from DoorDash. And Blue Cross and Blue Shield, providing updates during the COVID-19 pandemic at bcbsok.com. With regard to medical treatment, members should call the number on their ID card for answers to their specific benefit questions our members' well-being remains our top priority as we continue to monitor developing news about COVID-19. And a reminder, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC website, is the best source for all the most up-to-date COVID-19 information. All right, let's head down the home stretch of this edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast with a great debate on the greatest individual performance in Sooner football history. It's time for Sooner Sound Off. 
Welcome into the newest addition to the Sooner Sports TV lineup. It is Sooner Sound Off. My name is Chris Plank, and every week we debate the hot topics in Sooner Sports, both now and in the history of OU Athletics. Our esteemed panel is here to battle over a very intriguing and hotly debated topic today as we hit the gridiron and we debate the single greatest performance in a game in Oklahoma football history. As always, we're joined by Sooner Sports TV's very own Chad McKee. Jessica Cootie is in the house from Sooner Sports TV and the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland, where we will get after it on the gridiron. And Sooner Sound Off is brought to you as always by OU Outreach. So here we go. The debate is ready to kick off. Let's roll through the opening statements. Chad McKee, let's start with you. The greatest single game performance in OU football history. Our topics brought to you by Taco Meyer. Mayo, Chad, which way are you going? Well, first off, Chris, great to be back with you. Congratulations on that win last week. Now, who was the judge last week? I'm trying to. <laughs> that, that would be you. Trying... That would be you. That's right. I forgot. Forget I brought that up. But hey, in a few moments, in fact, a few seconds, I will show you how an all time Sooner great and Heisman Trophy winner saved his best for last before a sellout crowd on senior day strapped the Sooners on his back and beat the best defense he faced in his entire career without scoring a single point. Toby? Chad, the best single game performance in OU football history belonged to Samaje P. Ryan. His record setting 427 yards against the Jayhawks. The aviary carnage was so shocking, it made Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds look like a comedy. And I'll break it down how it all happened. <laughs> Wait a up. minute. Yes. Hey, I'm going to 2016 Oklahoma and Texas Tech in Lubbock to quote Baker Mayfield. Weird things happen on Saturday night in Lubbock. And if you're talking the best single game performance, you could say that it was the best single game performance by the Oklahoma offense. You could say that it was the best single game performance by two opposing quarterbacks. You could even say that the best single game performance of that night belonged to Joe Mixon. But in all actuality, it belongs to the quarterback Baker Mayfield, public enemy number one in a hostile environment, leading his team to victory. I'm going to tell you all about those dramatics and why it is the best single game performance. And by the way, I am the people's champ, guys. The people's champion. Just yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. like it. Well, let's not waste a single moment. Chad's going to take us on a trip down memory lane. You kick things off today, Chad McKee. Let's go back to 1979. Tell us why Billy Sims' performance against Nebraska is the greatest single game performance in OU football history. Yeah, it seems like I always have to speak for the middle-aged generation. I fit right into it, though, and I've <laughs> got a decent memory. So let's take everybody on a little trip down memory lane. To understand how cool and how great the 1979 win over Nebraska was, you have to look back to 1978. That year, Oklahoma was unbeaten on the road to a potential third national championship in five seasons. And as it turned out, Billy Sims was on his way to winning the Heisman Trophy. But there was a huge roadblock in Lincoln, Nebraska, with the Sooners losing that day 17-14. to And in that game, Billy Sims fumbled twice, including once on Nebraska's three-yard line with under four minutes left in that game. 
that had to stick back in the minds of one Billy Sims. So we fast forward a little bit to the next year. Nebraska comes into Norman unbeaten with an all-time defense. The Huskers were 10-0. They had posted three shutouts. And by the numbers, there have not been many better than this Nebraska defense. They were allowing just 67 yards per game. Nobody had run for more than 100 yards against them, and the Husker Blackshirts defense was allowing a paltry 1.8 yards per carry. But as always, when called upon, Billy Sims came through, and Coach Switzer had a little question for Billy before kickoff that day. And Nebraska was strong. They would actually predict to win the uh, 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 championship that year. Number one defense in the country that year. I was sitting on the sideline because we was doing the kicking game, so I wasn't involved in that. He asked me one question, and he looked at me and said, you, you think you really got one more good one in you? I said, well, Coach, I've saved the best for the last. So we go out and beat Nebraska, and I think it's still a record to the day, so I ran for 247 yards. He cared so much about me, even to this day. You know, he's the same way, not just me. You talk to 10 of his players, basically nine of them run through a fire for him. And Billy did it from the get-go. His very first carry of the game, he ripped off 11 yards. And then you're going to see his second carry of the game. It's a 68-yard gallop for touchdown, but at the end of the play, there's a phantom clipping penalty called by the Sooners' Freddie Nixon against Andy Means inside the Nebraska 15-yard line. So it nullifies what would have been a touchdown for Billy. After the game, Means, who was clipped allegedly on the play, said, eh, I was just acting. Fast forward later on in the game. By the third quarter, Nebraska was so worn out from Billy's speed, from his burst, from his spinning, from his slashing, they had completely sold out to stop the run. And that set the table for Sooner quarterback J.C. Watts to hit tight end Forrest Valora with a 58-yard go-ahead touchdown pass. Fast forward even further to the fourth quarter when Billy punched the final nail in the Cornhusker coffin that day. It was a little shake at the line of scrimmage, blasting off a tackler and going 71 yards to set up a touchdown run by J.C. Watts. How frustrated were the Huskers in this game? Well, Tom Osborne resorted to trickery and using the fumble ruski just to get into the end zone that day. It was a guard picking up the football, and Randy Schlusser scored to make it 17 to 14. Didn't matter as it turned out. When the dust finally settled on Billy Sims' day, it was the second greatest day by the numbers, but the greatest day of his Sooner career. 28 carries, 247 yards, an astonishing 8.8 .8 yards per carry against the vaunted Blackshirts. The Lincoln newspaper said that Sims outran seven Nebraska backs, a tight end, and two offensive guards, which he did. Afterward, a humbled but appreciative Dr. Tom Osborne had this quote to say. We didn't think anyone could rush like that against us, but they did. I didn't think Billy Sims could gain that many yards against us, but he did. The win gave Oklahoma a seventh consecutive, at least shared, Big 8 Conference Championship. And the king, don't take my word for it, this man right here said, quote, this was the greatest game of any team I've been associated with. This was the best ever, men. You can't mm. say no to the king, and I rest my case. <laughs> King Barry has spoken. Great stuff. Looking back to 1979, Billy Sims' incredible performance. When we come back, we'll find out if Chad's debate, if Chad's case will be enough to overcome Baker Mayfield and Samaje Pirine. You're in the midst of Sooner Sound Off. Thank you to our Cornerstone Television partners. 
OU Medicine, Anheuser-Busch, and OU Extended Campus, and our community partners, Landers Auto Group, Devon Energy, Coca-Cola, and OU Medicine. Welcome back to Sooner Sound Off, presented by OU Outreach. We're debating the single greatest performance in a game by an Oklahoma football player, Chad McKee, going with Billy Sims from 1979 and the incredible performance against Nebraska. Toby Rowland next up, and T-Row, we're talking about a running back, the all-time leading rusher in OU football history. Tell me about Samaje's great day. Well, thank you for the time today, Chris Plank, a.k.a. the most versatile broadcaster in America today. Chris Plank is the sports broadcasting what Tom Hanks is to America. Here we go. Cinema. Here we go. Let's start by acknowledging that at the University of Oklahoma, this is an unbelievably packed category. How can you not consider Steve Owen's 55-carry, 261-yard performance in 1969? Or Antonio Perkins' record-setting three punt returns for touchdowns against UCLA in 2003, and on and on and on. But the greatest single-game performance in OU football history came from Samaje P. Ryan. Let me paint the picture for you. In 1999, Ladanian Tomlinson, a tremendous back at TCU, had a mind-boggling 406-yard rushing day against UTEP, a record that stood until November 15, 2014, when Wisconsin's Melvin Gordon eclipsed that mark with a 408-yard game against Nebraska. One week later, Kansas rolled into Norman on a stormy, dreary day to play the Sooners in a game with less fanfare than a Thursday night men's league pickup game. Junior <laughs> high piano recitals have been met by more anticipation than this football game. And then an hour and a half lightning delay pushed back the start. Samaje Pirine didn't even start the game for OU. Keith Ford did. But when Pirine got the ball for the first time, he took it 49 yards for a touchdown, and the day to beat all days was off and running. Pirine was unstoppable. He was a man possessed. As the rain continued to pour down, he continued to carve up the Jayhawks like a Thanksgiving turkey. Big run after big run, touchdown after touchdown. He had 222 yards at halftime. And on the third possession of the third quarter, he broke Greg Pruitt's 43-year-old OU single-game rushing record of 294. In the third quarter, Kansas knew he was getting the ball, and they couldn't do anything about it. Suddenly, on a day that started with no drama, a realization began to set in that we may be witnessing a feat of epic proportions. He was closing in on 408. And then on the second play of the fourth quarter, history. P. Ryan dashed and rumbled for 42 yards and straight into the arms of glory. 427 yards, the greatest rushing performance in college football history. 427 on 34 carries, 12.6 yards per tote, five touchdowns, the shortest of which was 27 yards. And he rushed for 133 more yards than the previous OU record, which had stood for over four decades. You know, we obviously when we were coming back from the set game, we saw what uh, the Wisconsin running back rushed for. And uh, I can remember telling somebody in the, uh, on the bus that uh, that probably will never be broken again. <laughs> those, those were my exact words. I was like, wow, that's you kidding me over 400 yards rushing. P. Ryan was just sensational. The, the guy is just so exceptional in everything that he does. 
Um, you know, it just got to that point. Uh, we were thinking about resting him, and then someone said, you know, he only needs 35 or eight more yards. And we thought, you know what, let's, um, yeah, it's too close not to do it. And there's still way too much time left in the game. And, uh, you know, Samaje overheard somebody uh, say that, and he told Coach Gunn, he says, Coach, that doesn't matter to me. And uh, that's how special he is. Uh, but he went in there and it ripped off another long run, and fortunately then we were able to get him out and uh, really uh, just a special guy. He will be kind of the, the story of college football tonight. When you're sitting in your room, will you flip on to ESPN and just see what they're saying? No. Um... I'm probably going to watch cartoons. <laughs> there are roughly 65 FBS football games played each week, guys. Approximately 830 a year and somewhere in the neighborhood of 90,000 games in the history of the sport at the highest level. But nobody, not Billy Sims, not Adrian Peterson, not Doak Walker, not Jim Brown, not Barry Sanders, not Bo Jackson, not Archie Griffin, not Herschel Walker, not O.J. Simpson, not Red Grange, not Earl Campbell. <laughs> Nobody has ever had a bigger single day in college football history than Samaje P. Ryan did on November 22nd, 2014, the greatest single game performance in OU football history. My word. Well done, Toby Rowland. Yes. And remember... <laughs> Remember the that rain was good. on that day, that rain on the day, an unfortunate little shot at Keith Ford there. Cody Thomas, I think, was the quarterback that day. A wild day to look back on, an incredible memory for the Sooner fans that stuck around through the mud and the rain and the madness. Well, there is one other performance that we need to debate, and it might have been in the most hostile environment ever. Jessica Cootie states her case for Baker Mayfield and Lubbock next on Sooner Sound Off. Air Comfort Solutions, your total home solution for plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Make the winning call today. Taco Mayo, fresh ingredients built to order. The Trails Golf Club, Norman's Club of Choice. Kincaid Coach, the official motor coach carrier of OU Athletics. Community Coffee, family-owned community coffee, the official brewed coffee of OU Athletics. Taste the difference family makes. Welcome back into Sooner Sound Off, presented by OU Extended Campus. Chad McKee opened by making a strong case for Billy Sims' 1979 performance against Nebraska. Toby Rowland with the counterpunch and Samaj P. Ryan's record-setting day against Kansas. Jessica Cootie, we need a quarterback represented. How about Baker Mayfield's big night in Lubbock? Take it away. Yeah, let me set the scene for you real quick. Of course, we know his story well. Out of high school, no scholarship offers, so he walks on to Texas Tech, earns the starting job, becomes the first true freshman walk-on to start a season opener in FBS history. He starts the first five games of the season, but then suffers injury. That year, Texas Tech comes to Norman. Baker said he felt ready to play that day, but instead was passed over for Davis Webb. So standing on the sidelines that day, of course, a lifelong Sooner fan on that day, he made the decision that to transfer 
to Oklahoma. The rest, as we know, is history. So 2014 trip to Lubbock, he had to sit out due to the redshirt rule. So fast forward to 2016, finally making his return back to Lubbock and all eyes were on number six. As Texas Tech broadcaster Chris Level pointed out, he said as much as fans were coming to that game to cheer for Texas Tech, they were also coming to cheer against Baker Mayfield. The hatred was coming in all directions, signs on the drive-in, on the houses, on the fraternity houses, on the apartments, lots of hate. Again, not appropriate for television here, but the gates <laughs> open at game time and a flood of students come in all wearing traitor t-shirts and uh, chanting again, not so nice, t not so nice things. Got to keep it television appropriate, so I will not repeat that. Baker, of course, fueled by this. On the other side, the opposing quarterback was Patrick Mahomes. You guys have heard of him, right? So Baker had actually um, helped recruit Mahomes to Texas Tech, by the way. So on the board first is Oklahoma. Baker to Joe Mixon on a 56-yard score. Then Baker finds Didi on an absolute dime. So 13 to nothing, Oklahoma lead. Mahomes also putting on a show himself, and it became a back-and-forth battle with 17 seconds left in the second quarter. Mayfield to Nick Basquin, 30-24, Oklahoma takes a halftime lead. So his fourth touchdown, he finds Didi once again, and then the show really begins from here on out. The one-handed one grab from Joe Mixon, highlight reel, one-handed grab. We love that. We love that highlight play. Then the scramble to find the fullback, Dimitri Flowers, back in the back of the end zone for the 34-yard score. The third time hitting Mixon for a school record seventh touchdown. All kinds of records fall that day. Pat Mahomes with 819 total yards, 734 passing yards. Bob Stoops said that day, they, he said he definitely felt like they, he was watching two guys that would be playing on Sunday. Mark Andrews, Orlando Brown talk about, uh, talk about how wild they were sitting on the sidelines saying that this guy is special. And that is the big key here. Baker knew that he had to keep scoring. He knew that his offense had to keep putting up on the points given what Patrick Mahomes was doing on the other side. They had to score every time and his guys wanted it so badly for Baker. They all talked about it going into that game. Joe Mixon might have been the best player on the field that night. 263 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. 114 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns. But he was playing for his quarterback. OU, the first team in college football history to have a 500-yard passer, a 200-yard rusher, and a 200-yard receiver. D.D. Westbrook playing for his quarterback. He rallied his team, 854 yards of total offense, the second most in school history, and behind Baker's 545 passing yards, 27 of 36, by the way, zero interceptions, seven touchdowns, still a record to this day. And Texas Tech head coach at the time, Cliff Kingsbury, said, Recalling that night and the two quarterbacks' performances, that night, those two did it as good as you could ever do it in college. I've never seen two guys do it better on the same field. And Lincoln Riley echoed that, saying, we may never see that again. Two guys playing at that high of level on the same night against each other. So we've seen how legit Patrick Mahomes is right at the next level. Uh, Super Bowl champion, NFL MVP. Baker Mayfield willed his team to victory in a record-breaking fashion as public enemy number one. It just doesn't get much better than that. You have the dramatics, you have the records. And uh, guys, it was a basketball score, but I loved it. And still to this day, we were all there and we will remember this game for the rest of our lives. An epic game and Baker Mayfield put his team, this offense on his back. They played for him. And that is why this is the single best performance in Oklahoma football history.
Mm. I love it. The hate that night was thick. I don't know if I've ever been in an environment where one person was despised more than Baker Mayfield was in Lubbock that night. Good case, Jessica. Now I got to grab a cup of community coffee. I got to ponder over this during the break. We'll have our closing <laughs> arguments and we'll have our decision on who is the panel's champion. You get to vote on the people's champ. More on that as we wrap up Sooner Sound Off next. The Sooner Podcast is your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. Listen as Toby Rowland and Chris Plank talk all things Sooners. New episodes drop every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Log on to Soonersports.tv slash podcast to listen to old shows and subscribe to always get the newest ones. Log on to Soonersports.com slash kids for information about joining the Sooner Junior Kids Club presented by OG&E. Brought to you in part by Orthodontics Exclusively. Sooner Sports TV personalities wardrobe is provided by Threads Menswear and Blush on Campus Corner. Hair and makeup provided by Clementine Hair Lounge. Well, welcome back. Time for our final segment of Sooner Sound Off, where today we've been debating the greatest single-game performances in OU football history. But as in any good debate, any good argument, we need some closing points to make sure we fully understand why each person's argument is the best. So let's get going. Closing arguments presented by Kincaid coach Chad McKee. Kick it off. Why Billy Sims in 79 against Nebraska? Well, Chris, thank you. Clearly, I have my work cut out for me today, but oftentimes it's not the performance, but against the, whom the performance occurred that is front and center. No offense to the Kansas or Texas Tech defenses of recent vintage, but they are not the 1979 Nebraska Blackshirts defense, which had not allowed a 100-yard rusher and was giving up 1.8 yards per carry when Billy Sims blasted them for 28 carries, 247 yards in a performance that sealed a Big 8 championship and a trip to the Orange Bowl. It was the crowning jewel in one of the great careers in Sooner history, that of the Heisman winner Billy Sims. Toby? Not Tony Dorsett, not Ricky Williams, not Gail Sayers, not Mike Here we Rahir, go again. Not Keith Ford. Samaj P. Ryan's 427-yard record-setting game in 2014 eviscerated one of the most prestigious records in college football history. It's one of those I remember where it was where I was moments in OU history. The first ever game in college football was played in 1869. 90,000-plus games have been played since then at the highest level. But nobody has ever had a bigger game than number 32 in Crimson, Samaje P. Ryan. Jess? Listen, I said it. It was epic. It was crazy. It was wild. We'll remember that game for the rest of our lives. It was a shootout. And Baker Mayfield did what he had to do in a dueling quarterback performance of the ages against Pat Mahomes. His team rallied behind him and in ha at the halftime speech in the locker room at halftime, Baker said, told his guys, if you are scared and don't want to score every drive, stay in the locker room. They were inspired by him. They wanted him to win that game and he, that's what they did. They went out and won 575 passing yards, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions, still at the top of the record books. All the meanwhile, an enemy territory returning to Lubbock where there is so much 
history. The boos were deafening, the chants were not very nice. He was deemed a traitor, and the traitor was victorious en route to yet another Big 12 championship, and in true Baker fashion, he went out and bought the Trader t-shirt and wore it the very next year in the Walk of Champions in Norman. That is Baker Mayfield for you. So the storyline, the fireworks, the dramatics, all of it, this is why this is the best single-game performance in Oklahoma football history. And, guys, I'm wearing the Trader t-shirt right now. Plank, if you do not pick me, this one is headed right to you. <laughs> wow. I do you like can't, gifts. You can't threaten wow. the judge. I think I, that's illegal. I, I do like gifts. Oh, oh, gifts. Okay, it's decision time, and it's presented by Community Coffee. And one thing Toby brought up in his debate that's very true, this is almost an impossible debate to have because there are so many great moments in the history of Oklahoma Sooner football. We didn't even mention one of the greatest scoring performances in Sooner football history in 2000 when Quentin Griffin scored six touchdowns. Toby brought up what I think is a mark that will never be broken. And Antonio Perkins returning three punts for a touchdown. And Baker Mayfield and Marquise Brown both had historic days against Oklahoma State in 2017, which is why history has to win here. It's the greatest rushing performance in a game in Sooner football history, in college football history. Samaj P. Ryan's game against Kansas. It's not Boo. a no-doubt. It's not Blank, a no-doubt. you're the down. traitor. It is. You're a traitor. Be gracious in defeat now, You're a traitor, Blank. Samaj P. Ryan. Now, listen, the people's champion is what really matters here, so make sure you follow us on Sooner Sports TV. That's at Sooner Sports TV on Twitter, where you can vote. Jess won last week. Maybe she wins yep. again this week. Congratulations, Toby. Samaj Great job, Blank. Gay Excellent Biker job, Plank. Joins us I next have week zero. Sooner sound off. We'll see you then. That was fun. Now, listen, I don't think you can argue with history. Jess's point, though, is so dead on. I mean, what Baker went through that night, how he rallied the troops, the trader shirt, wearing it next, the following year during the walk to the bus, it was just amazing. But Joe Mixon was pretty good that night, too. And the 79 performance by Billy Sims, wow, just jaw dropping. But it's hard to argue with history. I'd love to hear from you. Which side would you take? Man, I would have loved to have debated Antonio Perkins. I mean, the performance he had against UCLA, what was it, 252 on the punt return yards, three touchdowns? I don't know if that will ever be broken. And he did it against a decent UCLA team. So I'd love to hear from you. Greatest individual moments in OU football history from an individual performance perspective. Hit us up at OU on the air. And, hey, before I wrap, I want to give you a quick look at what's coming up this weekend. What's on tap is presented by Philip 66 Live to the Full. Tomorrow is a game that kind of gets lost in the shuffle. The OUTCU Big 12 Championship game from 2017. This game was tight after halftime. And then the Sooners just absolutely put their foot on the gas, pulled away. There was the incredible fourth down tackle by Parnell Motley, which it was wild. I, I was thinking about this game. I did the editing on it. And I kept thinking that hit came in the fourth quarter. That hit came midway in the third quarter, and the Sooners never looked back from that point. And they held the football for the final eight minutes of the game. So make sure you give it a listen. It's OU-TCU as we continue our celebration of Big 12 championship games on this month's edition of the Sooner Classics. Oh, and by the way, I, I see the feedback. I wanted to hit this real quick. One of the better ways to help support the podcast is to leave a rating on iTunes. So if you subscribe 
through, I, I guess it's now Apple Podcasts. So if you subscribe through Apple Podcasts, it's great to, to leave a five-star rating. We appreciate everyone who has done so. And my man Tom Meyer left this question, and I wanted to go ahead and answer it before we got out the door today. I know, I know it's been a minute, Tom, since you left it, but I just checked these earlier today. He writes, this needs to be a regular feature of the podcast, the rebroadcast of classic games. I agree. Any Barry Switzer-era wishbone games would be greatly appreciated, like Mildred and Pruitt beating Southern Cal. And how about the OU Tennessee Orange Bowl from 1967, I think. Thanks. Uh, Tom, I would love to. Here's one problem that we've had is our, our radio broadcast archives, when you start getting back into the 90s and the 80s and the 70s and the 60s, it's more a few highlights here and there. So uh, really, it's been a struggle for me to find games from 2000. The 2000 Florida State game and the Kansas State games were the only two kind of meaningful games from the 2000 season that we had available. And, you know, we don't have the Texas game, the full broadcast. We have a few highlights here and there. We don't have even the Nebraska game, which I really wanted to put on the classic broadcast. So I'm digging. I'm hoping we'll be able to find more. A lot of those radio broadcasts are living somewhere. Uh, Unfortunately, we've, we've been unable to find the full radio broadcast. The great news is in 20 and 30 years from now, we have an incredible library of games over the last 19 years. So from about 2001 on, as a matter of fact, next month, during the month of July, we are focusing on rivalry games, and I found the 2001 OU Texas game, so you'll hear the full radio call of that. I'm excited about that. I think the 03 OU Texas game is in there, maybe 04, but it's really it's it's really been a labor of love, and I've enjoyed it, and it's so fun to go back and listen to these classic games. Uh, unfortunately, though, that the libraries don't go that far back, but I'll continue to dig for you, and we'll see what we can find out. And as always, man, thank you guys for listening and downloading. We're putting up incredible numbers throughout the month of June. I'll keep grinding. I know uh, Meg will keep grinding. Jess will keep grinding. Toby, Chad, Jacob Potter, everyone involved, Archibald, the entire crew at Sooner Vision and uh, Sooner Sports Property. So thanks again. We appreciate your support. And until Monday, when Toby and Josie joins us, Boomer Sooner, everybody. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.